0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stevie Clark does have Scotland ambitions But he doesn't know when As Neil Lennon distances himself from the job Stephen Gerrard says he won't be making the same Tangible reach predictions as Dave King And Derek McInnes is cited by the Scottish FA For his hand in sending off I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Andy Little and Hugh Keevans Neil Lennon knows he's not the right fit for the Scotland job Steve Clark thinks he could be the right fit But he's just not sure when Can I just ask one thing? 29 days elapsed from the defeat to Kazakhstan to the announcement of Alec McLeish's departure from the Scotland job. Couldn't the SFA have had Plan B in place to coincide with the announcement that Plan A had failed? There is no end to their inefficiency. At this rate, I will get the job and you won't like that. Uh, Andy Little You were booked earlier in the week But it's almost as if We just decided to get Our one non-Scottish <laughs> pundit in Just to tell us What it's really like To be a small footballing nation Who can punch above its weight When you get the right man in charge Well that's it I suppose That's the that's the side I can I can, I can bring towards it But uh, You know I think you look at Wales Chris Coleman Getting to the semi-finals Of the Euros You look at Michael O'Neill What he did with Bringing Northern Ireland For the first time In 40 odd years to a major tournament Those are the kind of men uh, That I think Scotland Need to look to next The number you need tonight Is 0141 951 1025 Give us a call right now I know it's the holiday weekend I know it's sunny But you can take your radio outside Your smartphone Whatever it is Hugh Keevans has joined The 21st century He's been bragging about Getting a television In his bedroom <laughs> This afternoon yeah. For the first time Why about that? So if he can do it You can take your radio outside And give us a call 0141 951 1025 And we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, What do you make of how it's all played out Hugh Keevans? Very very depressing Alec unfortunately Wasn't doing a good enough job Seven defeats in 12 matches In his second term as Scotland manager Told you The bald truth of the matter So that's okay He's a great man Decent man But he wasn't doing the job And managers get the sack That's the nature of the business What annoys me Gordon is that this announcement was made via an online statement from the SFA. The press were gathered in the third floor of Hamden Park. The SFA are situated on the fifth floor of Hamden Park. Couldn't the president, Alan McRae, or the president-elect, Rod Petrie, or the chief executive of the SFA, Ian Maxwell, who were all in the building, couldn't one of them I've come down and had the courtesy to explain what was going on with the national team. And I repeat, if you've had 29 days since the defeat from Kazakhstan, the so-called worst result in Scotland's history, surely you could have made progress, serious progress, so that on the day you say, regretfully, Alec is no longer in the job, you can also say, here is his successor. But they just seem incapable of doing anything right. Andy Little, maybe we are blinded by emotion on this. I don't know. As a, a relative outsider, it, what did you make of the decision? Did, did, did it feel like it, it was too soon or did it feel like it was the right thing to do? Yeah, well, I suppose, as, as Hugh says, a month. Why, why does it take a month? There were rumours uh, a month ago, uh, soon after that, that pretty disappointing, although he did win his last game <laughs> and uh, and was on course to 
you know, he still has a ch- would have had a chance to 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 bring them forward. But yeah, you wonder why it's taken so long. Um, I think it's maybe. I know Hugh saying, could you bring someone in immediately, appoint immediately? But I suppose out of respect, you maybe need to give it a couple of days just to let, I don't know, you know, let's talk about it. it yeah. Let's talk about it, and maybe <laughs> maybe the start of next week. For all we know, there there might be someone ready. But um, it, it does seem a bit of a mess from, from looking at, from the outside. Uh, I think what you need is a young manager who uh, immediately sort of commands the respect of the player. I think he needs to be current. I think he needs to be someone who's managing right now. Um, and if you look at the two obvious candidates that I think it's Derek McInnes and Steve Clark, you know, current managers on form. Uh, and I also think that they will unite the country. And that's the problem maybe where Alec McLeish didn't unite the country. Andy, you'd hit the middle ground in football as in all things. You could have said, look, Malky Mackay and or Scott Gemmell will take charge for the game against Cyprus and the one that follows immediately after against Belgium and then come up with your plan B, the official plan B. But they announce Alec McLeish is going. No one has the courtesy they come and face the cameras, the, the microphones or the newspapers and they have apparently no firm plan in place either on a short term or long term basis 01419511025 Let's hear from you right now With your suggestions As to who the next Scotland manager should be And also listen to this From Stevie Clark Read into his comments What do you think? Do you think he fancies it? He says he would like to manage Scotland At some stage But refused to comment On whether it would be now or later He says he's got no reason To think he would be approached Because he wasn't the last time uh, And he also thinks He does have unfinished business In England Let's hear from you 01419511025 Yeah at some stage whether it's now or not is, is a matter for you guys to talk about and speculate. I'm fully focused on finishing the season well here at Kilmarnock. I don't speculate. I don't. There's, there's no. There's no point in doing that. I know how football works. First of all, I have to say I'm sad for Alex. I think he's a he's a good man. Very enthusiastic about the job. He was down here four weeks ago, I think, and I had a good chat with him. And he had big hopes for the future. And it just shows you how short term football can be sometimes. I've got nothing to say whether they get in touch or whether they don't get in touch will be down to them they'll do their due diligence they'll get together a list of candidates and then they have to decide what to do it's not that long ago since the Scotland job was available they didn't speak to me then so I've got no reason to think they'll speak now I feel as though I've got unfinished business in, in English football so I'd, I'd love another, another crack at it whether it's this season next season or the season after I don't know but I would like to have another stab at English football yeah in an ideal world, would you prefer the day-to-day of club football to international management? At this moment in time, probably. Okay, analyse that, Hugh Keevans. If he's offered it now, do you think he would take it? I think his main priority is a club job in England. I don't think he can be any more specific. He feels he has unfinished business down south, and I think that is his top priority, even over the Scotland job. However, he has been linked with Fulham, but should no offer come from Fulham or anybody else, then I do believe that he would be a good fit for Scotland. He could live in England. He's drawn attention to the fact that he misses children and grandchildren. I can perfectly understand that. But he can live in England and manage Scotland. Gordon Strachan did it. Alec McLeish did it. So if all else fails, he would be a good fit for Scotland. But I, I, in, in his Heart of hearts, he wants a club job in England. I think that's true, Andy, but he didn't He didn't sound completely against the idea. Yeah, I, I think he wants it. He doesn't say no. Uh, he, he also had a little dig saying that he wasn't even contacted the last time. Um, I think, you know, 
it's probably a question of timing for him. And he knows that. It's that, it's that time of the season, isn't it? Everyone's looking now to next season. Clubs in England, especially given the there's a lot more clubs are settled, they know their budget for next season, they will be looking around about now. He'll want to, out of respect to Kilmarnock, see that one out. But he also knows that only a couple of weeks after the, the last game of the season in Scotland, they've, they've, they've a couple of internationals. And I think it's down to a question of timing. Mm. If Scotland come calling before Fulham or the likes, I think he'll take the Scotland job. If Fulham come calling, then he, he can even use that as a, as a negotiating thing. I've got the Scotland job. You're going to have to break the bank here to get me. Let's get to the phones then. John, what do you think of it? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Can I speak to Hugh Keevens, please? Yeah, he's listening. Uh, Hugh, we disagree with a lot of things, me and you, uh, but I have a lot of respect for you. I really do think um, we went through a lot of avenues for Scotland. You know, the old heads, uh, the experienced heads. We've even had, uh, you know, other managers from other countries. I think it's important now, Hugh, that we really consider a younger head, you know, where... I'm not saying that uh, the players disrespect older managers. Alex McLeish had a, a CV that you can't mess with. But I think it's got to the stage in Scotland where we have to really think about um, a younger manager. Now, uh, I just heard there, like Steve Clark, obviously not, you know, interested, but he's interested more than, um, you know, full-time football the Aberdeen manager. To be honest, guys, I think that would be perfect. Well, uh, Derek McInnes would have to be consulted and see how it fitted in with his career plans. The, the, the problem you have with younger managers, for example, Alec Neil, fine manager, done a good job down south, did a good job up here with Hamilton Ackies on next to nothing. But Alec Neil might see his Immediate future in club football. We just signed a new long deal with yeah. Preston, didn't he? So. To, to see how far it can take them, Gordon. You know, Preston, although he signed a long term deal, if something bigger came up, he'd consider it and take it. So the it's not a problem, it's their career, and they have to manage their career as they mm. see fit. But it becomes a problem for the SFA because Younger managers have club aspirations Derek for me Derek McInnes perhaps falls into A middle ground Where he's had years in club management Both north and south of the border And he may feel that at this stage in his life Scotland would be a a good fit for him Perhaps Aberdeen will be approached But younger managers Yes In a utopian world Yeah that would be great But a lot of them regard international football as a job for older men because it doesn't offer the day-to-day involvement with players. Having said that, Andy, I wonder if you could make the case for... Well, and I'm, ju- I'm just using these names as examples. So whether it is Stevie Clark or whether it's Derek McInnes, if they were to decide to accept the Scotland job, should they be offered it? Surely that doesn't mean that their club careers are, are over. I mean, surely they have done enough in their club careers to build up a reputation that would survive... Even a, a a difficult spell as a Scotland boss. Yeah, I think any manager that looks at it, you know, we talk about Alec Neil. For me, I think Alec Neil is relative. He'd be newer to management than than both uh, Derek McInnes and Steve Clark. So I think he will be in the club management for a bit longer. But yes, those two that we're we're talking of, it it might just be about the right time. I think they are the right age. That's the bracket. I don't know if it really matters about. Well, no, I think it does. It does matter about age. I think that's the, actually the key thing. I think you need to be current. You need to be managing currently. Um, 
I think young players, there's a real lack of respect, I think, for, for Alec McLeish. You know, the amount of call-offs um, that the players made, um, I think it needs to be someone with who, who the players just automatically respect, but also who sort of brings a fresh and a younger um, vibe to the camp. Mm. Uh, Hugh, I would never try and second-guess those who are making the decisions, but Stevie Clark did throw that one in there, as Andy says. You know, I wasn't contacted the last time. Surely... Surely at the very least They ask the question this time Can you see any way That Stevie Clark doesn't get asked the question I have to say I have absolutely no confidence In the SFA to do the right thing uh, you're, you're right to say surely uh, But they, they do not instill confidence in anyone uh, And that's why interest in the national side Is on the wane But if you're drawing up in your head A list of those who ought to be Spoken to uh, Then clearly Steve Clark is on that list Without question uh, John on Twitter Tony says Get Slavin Bilic in I want him at Celtic But Scotland will do would, How would that type of appointment Sit with you John? To be honest guys It's got to the stage now That I'm bored with Scotland um, You can fling loads of names All, all night uh, For me I think It's really important For all people like me and Hugh the, I mean 1998 was the last time we qualified I just feel right now If we don't go for a younger manager um, As you just said there guys A younger manager will have uh, obviously Want to go in full time football But you can also make your name in uh, Scotland What I'm saying is If we don't do something now And I know the SFA have got a lot to do with the problems of Celtic. They're not getting off with it. But if we, if we don't do something soon, we, we might as well just play darts. Well, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, before we get hung up on the question of age, like players, managers can only be judged by one thing, ability. You can be a very, very good manager and be in your 60s. Or a very, very good manager in your 40s. But... The the age What's on your birth certificate Is not as important mm. as The ability that you have To get the most out of players The feeling you get though And Andy says it as well You know The, the, the impression you get Hugh Is that People would buy into A fresher appointment If you can call yeah. it that Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that fair? Well We'll never know, agree We'll never all agree on a name the, I think most people agree They'd like to see A fresher appointment The one reason that uh, Alec McLeish started off at a severe disadvantage was that uh, Alan McRae could not help himself. He made it sound as if the old Pals Act had brought Alec in. He waffled on about being on Alec's testimonial committee when he was an Aberdeen player. Uh, he did him no favours at all. And it created a mindset where the supporters were concerned that the SFA were less intent on doing due diligence and finding the right guy than they were on just get him in. He's a pal of the, the president's. So, yes, a fresh approach. But I don't care about nationality. I know Neil Lennon has said a Scot, but that's not important. Nationality is not a burning issue and neither is age. It's ability. Let's speak to Graham in Fort William. Hi, Graham. Hi, hi there. Hi, Graham. What's your take on this situation then? Yeah, I'm doing bad. Yeah, I love the program, guys. Thanks, uh, my my point is, um, I was quite glad to see Alec go. I didn't really want his appointment in the first place. I didn't think he was a he jumped ship the first time round. So I think that was uh, not very fair, really. 
I, I would go again for Gordon Strachan. He was uh, the guy who got the whole country behind him. All the players played for him. They came from all over the world, played for him. They wanted to be with Gordon. And we lost out. Okay, we lost out. Yeah, we lost out twice. One goal difference. But uh, Alec came in and uh, decimated the squad. And um, that was again. And here we are and losing to Kazakhstan. So I think um, Gordon would be the guy. Stevie Clark, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. But these guys won't jump ship to go uh, to play for Scotland. I would say several things to you, Graham. First of all, uh, Gordon Strachan was very unhappy with uh, the way in which he departed the Scotland job. But I don't think he left. Who am I saying to here? Sorry. Hugh Cavens. Sorry, Hugh. Yeah, sorry. I don't think that he and the SFA parted on the most amicable of terms. I think also Gordon had two campaigns, both failed, and I'm not sure that you then rewards him with a third attempt at it because Alec McLeish is gone. And also, uh, Gordon has a PR problem at the moment, which I think would create a problem the SFA would rather not get immersed in. So for all of those reasons... He's also been fairly critical since he left as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he was the one who said that the, 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 we're kidding ourselves on in Scotland that there, there wasn't the amount of talent that we thought there was. So for all of those reasons put together, Gordon will not be approached, will not be interviewed and will not get the job. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You've, you've inside information, I don't. Yeah, that's fair enough. But, but um, how can you, you can't possibly uh, imagine that like of Jack Ross and Stevie Clark and these guys will be interested in Scotland. Derek McInnes, they've got a full-time job where they are. And um, it's not head-on with Scotland. Yeah, but uh, as Gordon Duncan said earlier on, though, Graham, there are, you know, Jack Ross at Sunderland. I mean, if Sunderland go up, he's sitting there on a, a football hotbed where it must be very exciting to be the manager of Sunderland. So I don't think he would leave Sunderland for Scotland. However, whether it's Jack Ross or Steve Clark or... Whoever There comes a point where You should at least ask the question If you don't ask You will not know Yeah, For, for me I think as well Derek McInnes has taken Aberdeen I think now Given the circumstances Given the, the financial backing That both Rangers and Celtic have I think he's taken them as far as they can He's done very very well Scottish Cup semi-finals and finals And, and won trophies but and the same applies to um, Steve Clark at Kilmarnock. He, he's going to he's sitting third in the in, in the Premier, um, in the Scottish Premiership this year. I think when you think of the timing question, it suits both mm-hmm. of those managers currently. Um, they've taken their clubs as far as I think they can. They're also kind of neutral, if you like. Um, you know, obviously Darren McInnes has is where he played, but he. he He's from neither of the old firm where you look at McLeish and you look at Strachan. They've both got uh, obvious ties to, to, to one of the old firm. And I don't think that's good when you consider the amount of bitterness there is in Scottish football right now. I think you need someone who's a total neutral, who comes in, who tries to inspire the, the nation and who, who really tries to unite the, the Tartan army and, and the, whole of, the whole of Scotland. And I don't think your previous, you know, your Gordon Strachan's and your Alec McLeish, I think they're always come in. With a, a previous opinion of them Well I don't know about a total neutral But last <laughs> night's show finished with a Rangers fan on Suggesting Neil Lennon gets the job And we'll hear from him next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Andy Little and Hugh Keevans are here with me Gordon Duncan Give us a call or send us a tweet Mick is on Hugh He says mm. here's the plan oh. 
One hour show tonight Get down to the pub For the Clyde SSB quiz <laughs> Lovely night for it Is this you just warming up You're going down To the, Listen, the pub quiz Later on at Drygate Brewery I put on my very best clobber You know I've <laughs> left a very nice jacket Out there that I'll be putting on To make my public appearance So I'm ready for you Good stuff If you're coming along We're looking forward to seeing you Down there a bit later on It will be a bit of a dash For Hugh and I But we'll make it And we'll uh, hopefully Have a good night Back to the football though um, Neil Lennon Now his name was Kind of suggested last time for Scotland It's been suggested again Like I say We did even have Rangers fans on Last night Saying they think it would be a good fit However He says there's no way He would consider the job The interim Celtic manager Has been linked with it As well as the vacant Fulham job But he's not having the Scotland one Last week it was all You know There was a string of managers in for this job And now this week I'm being touted elsewhere So again it's just noise and it, it has no impact on me whatsoever. The other one you've been linked with is the, the Scotland job. Uh-huh. International management, something that... No. I like the day-to-day stuff. I think the Scotland job should be, uh, whether you think this is antiquated or not, uh, a Scotland man. And there's plenty of very good candidates, you know, in line for the job. I think the decision to remove Alec was uh, premature and seemed to be based on one result, which is... Scandalous from my point of view But um, there are a lot of good candidates out there And it's a prime job I think still Well if we were unsure about Stevie Clark's <laughs> intentions And we were trying to analyse his words I think Neil Lennon made it quite clear well, You only be honest You know, If you feel no empathy with the Scotland job Then why tell lies about it You know, He's, a, he's an Irish Celtic supporter Who I believe would want the Celtic job First and foremost And that will be decided at the end of the season uh, and he could have a major weekend in his hands here If results go the right way Does that come into it then? I mean I'm not I'm not saying he's lying there Far from it But because of where he's at With with Celtic at the moment Would it be wrong of him To even leave that Scotland door open publicly? You know if Peter Lawwell's listening to that Or Dermot Desmond's listening Does he have to shut the door no. on and say No I love the day to day stuff As if Celtic's the one for me Is that, no, is that part of it? I, I think he's been 100% truthful He feels no empathy for the job You know He doesn't care Who manages Scotland He cares That Scotland get the right man But he doesn't care uh, Enough To Tell lies about it Where he's concerned He doesn't want it So he's, he's letting you know up front There's no point in coming to my door Because I'm not interested I don't t- Agree with Neil When he says That it was scandalous uh, To get rid of Alec McLeish And it was based on One result against Kazakhstan Alec had 12 games and lost seven of them yeah, so, but We also did not fail to qualify We didn't fail in a qualification campaign If anything We got ourselves in the best position We've been in in a while With the Nations League And we were then two games Into the next campaign One of which we won Well the SFA, So you can certainly see why People look at it and think that If it wasn't all down to the Kazakhstan game It certainly carried a lot of weight Yeah uh, you, you know, These are watershed moments for managers You know Down through the, the ages There have been results that people simply do not recover from uh, And that will go down as Alex But in the SFA statement Which no one would read out in public They did say that they needed someone to reinvigorate the qualification campaign Therefore they thought that the qualification campaign had gone flat Now there are many people who can reinvigorate the national team Neil Lennon is simply letting you know That he feels no empathy towards the job whatsoever does it matter about the nationality, Andy? So w- with your personal experience, Michael O'Neill does a great job. Is it because he's a good manager or is it because he's, he's, he's Irish as well? I think it helps. I uh, don't think it's the be-all and end-all. Um, 
Northern Ireland had Laurie Sanchez come in at one point and they hadn't scored in something like 10 matches I can't remember what it was and he, he did a fairly decent job for a while Michael O'Neill came in and just happened to be the best of both he was a great man manager he still is he was uh, you know he, he, he's from Northern Ireland and um, he just happened to be the best of both I don't think it has to be but I think I agree with you Neil Lennon it, for me is a, is a day-to-day coach he loves the hands-on um, he would be bored I think mm. uh, in international management don't think it's for everyone but you know, he there's definitely a part of him in that interview going, I want to be where exactly where I am, yeah. and I'm going to make sure I I am not considered for this job. Martin's a Rangers fan in Bonness. Any suggestions for us, Martin? I do. Um, uh, might a bit, might not be so popular between the fans and yourselves, perhaps. <laughs> but I would like to see Sam Allardyce approached, and I'll tell you the reasons why. Um, number one, um, it commands respect. Um, I don't think many players would call off the simple because they'd be too scared of them, to be honest. The second reason is we have some great individual players in our team who play great for their clubs, but as soon as we kind of come together, we do seem to go flat. We don't seem to be a great football inside, and I reckon we should just pack it in. It's not works for God knows how long. Let's just try and be hard to beat. First and foremost, make sure we shut the back door, be hard to beat, and see what we can get. I think he'd be a great fit for those two reasons. Well, first of all, Big Sam has signed up to do Strictly Come Dancing So you need to get out of that contract, first of all uh, Also, I have respect for what he has achieved as a club manager He was a great man for putting out fires, for saving people uh, His one-game tenure as England manager ended in farce But for me, he is your personal choice and good luck to you But for me... He would have no empathy with the Scotland job. I've just spoken about Neil Lennon having no empathy with the job. I don't think that Sam Allardyce would either. And I don't think that he is what we need going forward. We are, we're looking at someone who can take this job on for years and who can start to take us at least towards the corner that needs to be turned. I do not believe that would be Sam Allardyce. The accusation, Andy, towards Alex McLeish, and listen, I accept that maybe it's an unfair one, but the accusation... Is that part of the problem was Players weren't turning up for him Players were retiring Players were managing injuries Never had that in your day Hugh Managing injuries mm. um, What what type of manager stops that Andy? Is it about having a, a big reputation And people then fall for that Or is it about the, the, the man management skills? I, I think the man management skills are key I think you need to From within the group And it's not the whole, it's not necessarily the whole country which, But that helps But you need to create I, I, and I can speak from experience because Michael O'Neill brought this to the Northern Ireland squad I was lucky enough to be in the squad at that point when he came in and he transformed the whole setup. everything was professional everything was done properly It was there was no more sort of going out and drinking the night you arrived and drinking after games and it was more of a, a jolly up whenever I was first involved under Nigel Worthington as soon as Michael O'Neill came in he, he brought this level of professionalism um, he was unbelievably tactically astute he, he summed up games he went through our games and he really wanted it and he made it he, he had this phrase called club ni and that's how he we all looked at it we all looked at we were part of club ni it wasn't just turning up to represent your country it was it was club ni and you wanted to be a part of this group and they went on and obviously did so well and i think that whoever whatever manager comes in and i don't know if allardyce would do that i think it has to be scottish it has to be younger it has to be a better man manager and they have to create a, a real team spirit. Uh, so I think that's the most important thing is to get a really, really 
top class man manager because the players need to want to be there. They can, they can pull off, they can pull out with little, uh, you know, little strains and things. But if they really want to be there and they want to be part of this thing, that they will turn up. Martin. Uh, sorry, Hugh, for not knowing about Strictly Come Dancing. Can't say a word too much. Um, but I just try to think outside the box. Not worked for a long time, and that's certainly an outside the box suggestion. And I do reckon he could do a good job. Like you say, he might not want it, but it was just a suggestion. Yeah, and all suggestions very welcome. Uh, you've made one more suggestion than the SFA have so far. Uh, so you're in the lead there. I, I just don't think that Sam Allardyce. And you know I'm being factually correct He is signed up To do Strictly Come Dancing I'll be honest I didn't know that either yes, So he, I think that says More about you yes, Than about fan. Martin yes. right? uh, Are you it, just angling For an invite For the next season No the, the Darcy Bustle's going now So it's of no further interest <laughs> To me But uh, You know Sam's at the end Of his career That's why he's on Strictly Come Dancing uh, It's You know he's He's had a great time as I say, he's been a very successful club manager. He's hauled a few clubs out of the fire. But we have to be looking for someone who has a real feel for the job, who wants to get the best out of the young players coming along to make a better tomorrow for us. Because the last 21 years have been hopeless. And I just don't think that man is Sam Allardyce. Lee Boy is on Twitter. He's singing off the same hymn sheet as you, Hugh. He's not happy that we've not heard from anyone from the Scottish FA. He says, does the SFA not have a designated spokesman? It beggars belief at times. It's like dumping your girlfriend over a text, Yes, he says. Yes. That would, I mean, in your day, did you ever dump anyone by handwritten letter uh, 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 or you know, smoke uh, signal? You're going to think that I've gone temporarily insane tonight. But it, as soon as I heard all the fuss about Alec and how it was done, I, I thought of Phil Collins, who dumped a wife by text. Uh, but uh, You know the, the, the SFA Have put themselves Into this corner Where people are Laughing at them uh, They have to Do something And do something quickly If Malky Mackay Who's in the building Could have taken over On an interim basis Or Scott Gemmell Or Malky And Scott Gemmell Why didn't they do something About it in these 29 days When they've been Twiddling their thumbs And trying to avoid the press Andy Little Ever dumped a girl by text She's listening <laughs> for, for me um, I, I see where Hugh's coming from But I think that's the exact reason Why they've taken 30 days Because maybe they've considered The in-house appointment mm-hmm. And they've realised It didn't It wasn't an in-house appointment But it was Whatever yep. you want to call it The well, last one And I think what they need to do and, and what they are now going to do Is look for someone A permanent appointment Just in time for, for these two games in June I'll tell you what We will look at those two options After we speak to David and Wisher Hi David Hello guys How are you doing? Not Great too show. Bad, David Thank you Hello David Listen It's to Hugh Kevin Sure yes. I listened to the top of the show there right And just after listening to the last caller Regarding the hierarchy uh-huh. We are a laughing stock Yep they should have come out wherever the fourth floor, fifth floor, sixth floor appointed somebody come out and tell the Scottish people what was happening. Hmm. Alex McLeish was made appointment by friend, defender, whatever, right? The players didn't want to play for Alex McLeish. Everybody knew Alex McLeish should never have been appointed in the first place. Now, Gordon Strachan is not interested, right? The man we're looking for is Derek McInnes. Now, the SFV have been doing this for the last 30 days, as you've said. Someone, I come home from work at 2 o'clock expecting the news to me. They've been at the front steps, they've announced the new manager or whatever. They're treating us with contempt. Now, I went to Hamden Park a couple of months ago with my grandson. And my grandfather, just like you, Hugh, 
and uh, the stadium was totally empty, absolutely empty. They were playing a friendly, and there were two young kids standing in front of us getting interviewed with the television. And one kid was asked, what do you think the result's going to be? 6-1 to Scotland. Now, the laugh in that stadium was unbelievable. Now, during the game, Alex McLeish was standing at the touchline. He, he didn't have it. There was no chemistry with the players. No chemistry. Now, I've been, I, I know Scotland, I know Celtic and all that. We need somebody who will carry Scotland through instead of having to go into pubs, clubs and listen to people's look at Scotland, Scotland no chance, no chance. Let's lift it. This is we're we're going in a different area with Scotland. We must be doing something. Well My disappointment over the whole business was that this is the national team. This is a toiling national football team. And yet Hugh any new manager who comes in is a couple of games away from the Euros. Yeah, yeah. But right where we stand just now, a toiling football team with a game to play against Cyprus on the 8th of June at 7.45 on a Saturday night. Hardly box office, any of that. However, if you're going to get rid of the manager, then send someone down, the president, the president-elect, the chief executive of the SFA, send someone down, explain it all, and give people, as David said, give people the courtesy of knowing that you understand that their aggravation and their disillusionment, but speak to people. Thank you to David in Wisher. Thanks for the call. We're going to have to leave it there because we're late for the travel and we're going to look at one of those in-house appointments, if you like, in Scott Gemmell. He's right up there on the bookies lists. We'll look at him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to thompsons.com. Hugh Evans and Andy Little are here So get your calls in or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB uh, We've got a Kilmarnock fan on the line Hugh mm. I'm not sure if he's a, an angry Kilmarnock fan That everyone's talking about his manager Maybe wanting the Scotland job Craig, is it something that worries you? Um, no, I think I'm not angry at all uh, There's been speculation ever since Clark took the job About him taking other jobs left, right and centre And so far he's so far he's remained with us But I don't, I don't think he'll take the Scotland job I think he's He's had a very good point in his career just now. He's just had two amazing seasons with Kilmarnock. Um, he's taken us to where we are now. And uh, I was, I, I've, it's unfortunate to say, but I, I don't think he'll, he'll be at Kilmarnock past the summer. I think the Fulham job's currently open. I can, his family are down in London. He spent a lot of years down in London with Chelsea. I can, there's a lot of money at Fulham. Just down into the Championship, it would be a project with him. I can kind of see him taking that job. But I just, I don't know. When he, when he joined Kilmarnock... Everybody had an understanding that it wasn't a long-term project. He was here to to kind of get himself back in the managerial scene. He done it. He's done a great job. Can't fault him at all. But I just I don't think Scotland. He said in his interview today at some stage he'd like to be Scotland manager, but I just think just now it's not for him. On the day that he was appointed the Kilmarnock manager, I remember standing in the studio and saying it was Kilmarnock's Brendan Rodgers moment because they had got themselves. Mm. A high profile manager You got that one right I'm yeah. quite happy with that But It also went the Brendan Rodgers way Or it could go the Brendan Rodgers way When it no longer suited Brendan To be the Celtic manager He left for Leicester And Left mid-season Now Steve Clark Will wait until the end of the season But I honestly believe That his first choice in life Would be a club job Down south Beginning Early next August 
Craig, the accusation that you hear getting thrown around is that Stevie Clark possibly taking Kilmarnock as far as he can. But would that be fair, or do you think he can still do more, perhaps in the shape of a trophy? Um, I wouldn't say he's taking us as far as we can go. Um, Billy Bowie, the owner, he's absolutely brilliant. He's just bought up. I think there's a long way for the club to go. We're really back on the up. Um, obviously, sudden, suddenly, just now, I think we'll probably consolidate that and stay stuff. Season finish league in that I, don't, I think seconds a wee bit too far away now, but I think um, it, it was unfortunate to come up, up, up against Rangers in the, the two cup competitions this season. Um, obviously put out both times, but I think that the next season if we remain third, we get Europe. It would be interesting to see a wee European run, but um, I'm kind of I'm kind of preparing myself for for Clark not to be there next season. It's kind of it's looking forward to um, who could be the next manager. Obviously, if he does stay for next season, it's an added bonus, but. In the back of my mind, I'm just starting to think of Billy Bowie and the rest of the directors and shareholders with a point as the next manager. I, I love the positivity. I, I love that. Uh, I just feel that really Steve Clark has taken them as far as they can go. And I think, as we've touched on with, with all of his own, um, you know, his family down there, uh, and, and even like if Brendan Rodgers can, can move at the time in which he did, in the position in which he'd brought Celtic to, for that move to England for the big money. Steve Clark is a is a brave man to spend another year with Kilmarnock having been so good for two years. Thank you to Craig Kilmarnock fan from Johnson. Now one of the names that's getting thrown around at the moment is Scott Gemmell. He's the under 21s manager. You know where this is coming from. This is the Gareth Southgate type appointment. Uh-huh. People are looking with it. Can we think of something new? Can we think of something fresh? Uh, well, Motherwell midfielder David Turnbull believes that's a good suggestion. He's obviously worked with him under 21 level um, and Turnbull can see why people are mentioning him. He's always been good with the boys, just a great coach, knows his stuff and uh, he's took me since I've been young as well so I kind of know him well, how he likes to work in that and obviously he's been doing really well with the 21s as well. Is he someone that you could see taking the step up? Um, yeah, he's obviously he's really driven so he wants to do as well as he can. I think that he'd like to take a job but I'm not sure. Um, I think he's a great, great coach as well. Well, a lot of what happens in football in the 21st century is about how the public perceive it to be. And the public in a cynical country like Scotland will say, well, who's he and what's he done? Uh, We know who his father was. He scored the best ever goal against Holland, blah, blah, blah. If Scott Gemmell was appointed, I would accept it at face value as someone who was young, fresh and had his own ideas. And then Scott Gemmell would have to be like Alec McLeish and every other football manager. He would have to deliver results or he'd need to get the boot as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a massive gamble um, to go for Scott Gemmell. It's a, it's a really tough gig. Uh, as you say, Gordon, a couple of games away from, from making history. But at the same time, it's a really, really tough gig. And if it just didn't, if it didn't start well, um, I think the amount of negativity surrounding Scottish... Uh, the SFA currently, um, you know, I, I really think it has to be a proven manager who's who's on form and and basically who nobody can argue with. So having not managed at that top senior level, that that's a concern for you. Yeah, I, I think you have to if you've to become an international manager. Um, I understand he's been with the 17s, the 19s, the 21s. He's making his way up. It's a um, it's a nice idea, but for me, you, you have to have real experience at the top level. You know, he's 47 years old, not a baby, uh, but. Um, I repeat, if he gets it, good luck to him. I will stand here and say I hope he does exceptionally well. 
He then falls into the category Of every other football manager In the world He has to deliver the results Otherwise He'll have to go as well Alright 01419511025 Jay's giving you a row on Twitter Hugh He says yeah. Tell Hugh Keevans That Big Sam's parents are both Scottish He's half jock So surely he'd have some empathy for the job Well no <laughs> Not necessarily uh, you know, Again I repeat Big Sam is at the end of his career He's like Harry Redknapp He's enjoying the fruits of a career going by He's getting television work And it's all very nice And there's no pressure on him Because he doesn't have to Be part of the results driven business He just has to put his left foot in front of his right foot On Strictly Come Dancing I knew you were going to throw that in there again He's delighted with himself for that piece of knowledge So I, I just don't think that If we are having a serious discussion About who should be the next Scotland manager Sam Allardyce is not a serious, Mm. legitimate contender Now we do have Friday Night Football tonight Did you know that? Yes In the Championship Here in Ross County Uh, Archie is a Ross County fan from Dingwall He's only 11 years old And uh, pretty excited about tonight Archie, are you going to get the win tonight? Yes, definitely (laughs) Now of course Archie, a win this in this game pretty much Seals the title for you So if you win tonight Do you think Dundee United Would crack under the pressure tomorrow? No No Oh it's going to rumble on Hugh Well the the thing about your team Archie Is that they are consistent You've got good management there And you've travelled a long way Archie And I hope you really enjoy Your long journey back And I fancy you to get The points tonight Who's the main man for you tonight Archie? Who's going to be the match winner? Uh, Don Curry Don Kelly, he's going Smashing for fella. Yes, lovely fella Don Highlander uh, Good Scotland player in his day as well uh, So yeah. I think it's going to be a, a smashing game And the county have done really well this season And they deserve promotion to the, the top flight And you'll enjoy yourself next season Archie Archie, are you already looking forward to, to the Premiership next season? Yes, can't wait, can't wait Can you stay up this time? Yes, yes definitely Archie's confident the, the away trips to Dingwall Are back in the cards Andy That's the that <laughs> players, players will be gutted I can tell you that much <laughs> Archie well, loves it He's from a nice part of the world You see I've got my own problems With my own Archie Ten year old grandson Lives in Brighton Brighton Hove Albion supporter <laughs> So Things are You know Not great at the minute So I've tried to explain to him That Football gives you lessons in life One of them is that With good There will come bad Another one is that No one is entitled to success You have to work for your success And then above all I told Archie Don't forget Chris Hooten is a defence minded dud <laughs> And the sooner they sack him the better <laughs> Thanks to Archie from Dingwall on the line uh, Before we park this and try and move on to some of the domestic stuff the, the one major name if you like That we haven't mentioned is David Moyes Yes Would that do it for you? No um, You know David Moyes I know he has many supporters I mean, Mark Guidi, if we get round to talking about this tomorrow, Mark Guidi's a big David Moyes supporter and he would have him in the job tomorrow, I think. But for me, David Moyes was an exceptional, truly exceptional manager of Everton. He then took Manchester United on under impossible circumstances. Who could follow Sir Alec Ferguson? He took the job on under impossible circumstances. Sadly for David Moyes, his career graph shows a downward line. Since he left Goodison Park, his career 
at managerial level has gone in a downward direction. If they appoint him again and the SFA think they can get it past the supporters, good luck to them. But personally speaking, he wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah, I mean, managers are, are human beings, just like us all. They they will be confident at times and they won't be confident. They'll be they'll be at it and they won't be at it. And David Moyes will be coming out of the wilderness, if you like, to to a horrible you know, just a really horrible environment where he is under so much pressure to to win that first that very first game at Cyprus, and uh, that's why I, I keep saying I think it has to be someone who is current, who's managing right now, and who everybody can't really argue with their form. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Beat the pundit time Will it be Andy Little Or will it be Hugh Keevans Warming up for tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz Which is to come After the show Either way It could be you That's up against them So give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 Come on Beat the pundit And win yourself a signed ball Be quick Because the lines close When the news starts At 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Hugh Evans and Andy Little are here with me, Gordon Duncan Now in the first hour of the show it was dominated by the Scotland managerial situation Alex McLeish's departure, who should come next? If you've got thoughts on that, we will still absolutely take them But we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard Now Dave King sent that letter to the Rangers fans this week An open letter Describing them as being within tangible reach Of being the dominant force in Scottish football We're going to tell you what Stephen Gerrard had to say on it after this Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It is beat the pundit time Hugh Keevans and Andy Little are ready Andy's looking particularly nervous Whereas Hugh has uh, been over the course a few times on this What's your record? 100% but I'm just right, waiting okay. I, I'm just waiting for the yeah. For it to end <laughs> yeah. Right uh, one of you is going to be taking on Brian Who is in Parkhead How are you tonight Brian? Hi I'm okay yourself Yeah good thanks Enjoying the sunshine? I have been yeah Good stuff well, we'll try and get you a signed ball To kick about the garden in the sunshine Hedge it up against Hugh Keevans Tails it will be Andy Little And it is The 100% oh, record aye. goes on the line Andy Little against Brian Let me give you Andy some Clyde too in your ear Make sure you don't know What Brian is saying And we'll get your clock Ready to go Brian 30 seconds Head to head with Andy Little You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep Who is the chairman of Celtic? Hello Where is tonight's match Between Ross County And Air United Being played? Somerset Park Which current championship side Did Alan Johnson Finish his playing career with? Dunfermline Who was the Scotland manager Immediately before Craig Brown? Roxburgh. Where did Rangers sign Glenn Middleton from? In Middleborough. Other than Celtic, which other Scottish team did Jock Steen play for? Albion Rovers. Okay, let me bring Andy back. Andy, can you hear us? Yep. You can, loud and clear. Let's see if you can better the effort laid down by Brian. Ready? Yep. Who is the chairman of Celtic? Desmond No uh, Where is tonight's match Between Ross County And Air United Being played Dingwall which current, yeah. which current Championship team Did Alan Johnson End his playing career with Rangers No Who, who was the Scotland Desmond. manager Immediately before Craig Brown Pass Where did Rangers Sign Glenn Middleton from 
for Birmingham City. Other than Celtic, which other My Scottish goodness. team did Jock Steen play for? I, I other than that. Celtic, which Scottish team did Jock Steen play for apart from Celtic? <sighs> just guess give one. Him, give him the ball. Just guess one. Oh, I knew the first two as well. Just Brian. <laughs> Brian, I have never. Shamble. It's been a long time since I saw a pundit scramble like that. Do you think you've done it? Oh, I think I have. I. The funny thing is, Hugh Keevans, Andy Little does have a hundred percent record. He's yeah. usually pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if the sun got to him. I've been out in the sun all day, and I think I've got a bit of stroke. Well, well let, let's go through them. All, and... all I could see is is that Andy was suffering. I thought, well, I wish I'd been doing it tonight. <laughs> Do you know when you you know when you do something stupid though and you can't get back on it? That yep. was me. That was uh, me. The first question: Who's the chairman of Celtic? He in Bank- Is he yeah. in Bankia? Oh, so that's that a bit of a tricky that. one. So Brian's a Celtic fan. Didn't get it either. He dived in. Uh, second question: Andy. Yeah, I know. Sure, I'm watching it. <laughs> this happened This is two weeks in a row Craig Beattie did this last week Brian just to paint the picture of the studio And right in Andy Little's eyeline <laughs> Is a 65 inch television Which has Air United <laughs> Against Ross County on it Clearly at Somerset Park He said Dingwall <laughs> So he should get stripped of the, the title Just for that But That's there we the go. one that threw me <laughs> uh, Brian you got it So you go into a 1-0 lead Which current championship side Did Alan Johnson finish his playing career with? It was Queen of the South So it's still 1-0 uh, To you Brian Who was the Scotland manager Immediately before Craig Brown You were up against it In this one Andy um, It was, An- it was Andy, Roxburgh. Andy Roxburgh Perhaps forgive you on that one So 2-0 To Brian on the phone Where did Rangers sign Glenn Middleton from It was Norwich So that, Brian didn't get it either It's still 2-0 And other than Celtic Which Scottish team Did Jockstein play for It's Albion Rovers Brian does it 3 to Brian And for the first time In about <laughs> Five, six years The pundit gets zero Andy Little Explain yourself Do you know what Even if I hadn't had a meltdown After that second question I still would have only got two (laughs) So Fair fair play to you Brian you have absolutely Smashed them The sign ball is on its way Thank you very much guys Good man Hugh Keevans I can't remember it Certainly not in my time Listen I've been there no, you ha- no, you haven't. No, though. no, but, but who is the, the name of the foreign player? And I could not get it out. Santi Cazorla. Yes, Santi Cazorla. I had everything, Andy. I had Santa Claus. I had everything in there. I could not get Santi Cazorla out. From, so I sympathise. From memory, and I hope I'm not defaming these gentlemen. I think way back we're looking at a Willie McStay. I think yes. there was a zero there. A Joe Miller, perhaps. It, Willie McStay's wife texted him to say the only. Question you got right was pass So Andy Little I will write your name Into the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Record Book The Annals of History As getting a zero On Beat the Pundit <laughs> No comment <laughs> I'm done done <laughs> Let's move on 01419511025 We'll still take your Scotland calls It's clearly one of the biggest stories Doing the rounds But let's talk domestic stuff Because mm. Dave King this week He Published an open letter To the Rangers fans Along with the season ticket renewals He said they are within tangible reach of becoming the dominant force in Scottish football again. As you would expect, Stephen Gerrard was asked about that today, but he says he will not make the same kind of predictions. He says he's only focused on having the squad ready uh, to compete for next year. Just before we, we hear from Stephen Gerrard, who, what, what did you make of the, the initial comment, if you like? Um, transparently not the case. Uh, Rangers are not within touching distance of being dominant within Scottish football. By the end of this season They could be looking at a Celtic side With nine successive trophies Under Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon So it's transparently not the case 
Well, I think obviously the, the chairman's well within his rights to have, have his opinion. Um, I certainly respect yeah, and welcome his opinion. Yeah, I caught up with him recently on the phone and we had a very in-depth chat about where we are, the areas where we feel like we've progressed, the areas where I feel as if we fell short. And we had a really honest and open conversation. I'm going to be catching up with him face-to-face in the coming weeks as well. In terms of the statements, he's obviously well within his rights to, to say what he what he believes and what his opinion is. In terms of tangible Scottish dominance, for me, I don't think it's sensible for me to make any predictions. For me, the challenge is to have this squad and this team ready to compete for what's available in next season. I don't have to really look further than that. We want to finish the this season as strong as we can and try and take as many points as we can and then we want to get ourselves best prepared to have another goal next year to win the next trophy that's available and that's the League Cup Andy Little sorry I, I lost sound there as well I think the they've just thrown me out uh, what do you make uh, of, of what Stephen Gerrard had to say yeah, I think he was he's in a difficult situation I suppose you know King has obviously made the statement along with the season tickets and uh, it's important for the club that, that season tickets sell. Uh, they want positive vibes around. Um, it hasn't been a success this season, although I think there's been an awful lot of positive things around the club and I think Stephen Gerrard's maybe just trying to limit that, not limit the expectation, but at the same time, those sorts of words put an awful lot more pressure on him uh, and as a manager, he wants to, uh, he expects pressure, but um, you know he's maybe just trying to Dull it down a little bit Is that Stephen Gerrard Distancing himself From that type of language Is is that what we heard He's acknowledging The difference between A businessman And a football man He's acknowledging Dave King's right To make a sales pitch To the supporters He wants them to buy Season tickets He had put up the prices By 5% uh, And he was Telling the supporters Whether he actually Believes it or not he was telling the supporters that Rangers were within tangible distance of dominating Scottish football. I have this mental image of somebody going into Stephen Gerrard's office and said, uh, the chairman's just released a letter where he says we're within tangible distance of dominating Scottish football. And Steve Gerrard said, what? Uh, because it's not what he needs. He needs, first of all, any tangible sign of progress, which is a trophy. And that Rangers will end this season trophyless. So... Stephen Gerrard didn't really need that, but he'll defend the chairman's right to say it because that's just what people in his position would do. No, Stephen Gerrard says he does need backing in the summer because he doesn't have a magic wand uh, to make things better. He believes they need to keep working hard and they've got a way to go before they're ready to compete for real. Here are the thoughts again of the Rangers manager. Well, I think it's very clear we do need backing. You know, I'm not a guy who's got a magic wand and all of a sudden turns uh, Rangers into a, a dominant force overnight. Everyone knows um, and every manager will say the same thing. You do need backing from your board and your chairman, of course. That's the truth. That's a fact that we need that to happen. Uh, I've obviously read the statement and, and as I say, we've had a conversation. Uh, so it is nice to hear that that backing will be there. In terms of what level, the amount and stuff, I don't think that's for the public domain we'll have to wait and see but you know it was nice that he identified that there has been a lot of hard work going on myself the coaching staff the recruitment team that never stops I think the players deserve a lot of credit considering where they were 12 months ago to where they are now but the message to the players is quite clear we need to continue to work hard and keep improving because there's still a way to go before uh, we're, we're ready to compete for real Charlie is a Rangers fan on the line what do you make of those comments from your manager Charlie? Well, I was also on the STV news. I said to the guy who takes phone calls, uh, 
he sounded quite down He's had a talk to Dave King And it felt, I felt as if He's talked to Dave King And he says he's not talked to him right But I think, he has, I think Dave King He's turned around and said to him Listen I've given you a million last year uh, and I, I think Dave King The way he's becoming a close is He's maybe not prepared to give him too much more And uh, Gerard um, I can remember when Gerard came up at first I can remember him standing at the big table And um, somebody asked him a question He says how do you think you'll do He says well I'll do alright He says with the help of this man beside me And uh, the thing is I, I think that um, I think he's been thinking He's going to get more back and, than he's he, he's going to get, uh, and uh, I I don't know, but um, if he doesn't get the baton, um, I don't think he'll be in Scottish Football much longer. You see, there is an assumption here that uh, you know Rangers will spend, and that they will move closer to making through the words that uh, Dave King has put in his letter to the fans about being within tangible distance of dominating Scottish football. However. Celtic have got money that Rangers don't have And Celtic have their own aspirations and ambitions And money will be spent by Celtic So they start from a standpoint where they are clearly uh, A stronger squad, a more successful squad than Rangers And they will add to it Listen, every manager wants more though, don't they? Every manager wants more than they can get probably And to be fair, Dave King has or Dave King Rangers board have backed Stephen Gerrard before. They have publicly said as part of this open letter that, that he will be backed again. So I mean, Charlie's reading the body language, but that's that's not to say we're we're on the money there. No, I think he, uh, Stephen Gerrard was backed certainly uh, at the start of this season. I think he'd be backed again. I think he was backed in in January when it when it you know we brought in uh, Davis and Defoe and Kamara and a, a pre contract with Jones. So I, I I've no doubt he'll be backed. Um, and I really believe that Rangers are probably two or three top class players away from going and winning the going and winning the league next year. I really, I, I do think that. And I think when you looked at it, it's, it's just I think the squad has ran out of steam, and that's why Stephen Gerrard knows he needs two or three top quality players. And in order to get two or three top quality players, you need your your chairman to back you. I think everyone. On the show We've got a goal actually At Somerset Park Andy It's not at Dingwall It's at Somerset Park <laughs> Calvin Miller The on-loan Celtic player I think with the final touch Nicky Cadden was involved In creating it It's Air United 1 Ross County 0 Poor Archie All the way down from Dingwall He just gave us a call His team are 1-0 down Well he's young And he knows That there are 80 <laughs> minutes left uh, For Ross County To come back And I remember Ross County being 2 down At Firhill a few weeks ago And they won 4-2 So Archie Keep strong uh, Andy I think most of the pundits agree that If you're talking man for man If you're talking personnel Rangers have improved If you're talking the games against Celtic Rangers have improved They've scored more They've conceded less There are clearly lots of areas for improvement The question is What does it take financially In the summer For that to be translated into points Because that's really all, all that, that matters The other things are, are indicators But still such until such times as you are Catching Celtic or above Celtic it's not really that important Yeah I think At the critical points Of the season This season Celtic have Done what champions do And they've they've got 90 I think there was Three games In the space of about Five weeks Where they had 90 plus minute uh, Winners Rangers on the other hand Have, have slipped up They've had a number Of last minute uh, Equalisers Motherwell away, Motherwell away Aberdeen away Early in the season To, to name a couple What I just think They're two or three players Away from having that 
quality to uh, to see them see them over the line in those sorts of games. Um, and you know, if it wasn't for a, a nightmare March, I think there was um, five games in March and Rangers had lost three and drawn two or something. It's at that point of the season where I just feel like maybe the squad has slightly run out of steam. A lot of players had to play an awful lot of games, um, Celtic squad included, but I think the Rangers squad have just run out of steam and, and that's why they need this back. Let's speak to Grant in Cumbernauld, who's a Rangers fan. Hi, Grant. Hi, lads. All right. Yeah, hi, Grant. What did you make of what Stephen Gerrard had to say on the programme? Um, it's never a good sign when your manager's coming away with sarcastic quips of he's not got a magic wand. Um it wasn't a, I can appreciate the Kings obviously putting the sales pitch Rangers getting the season ticket money and try to match the sales and the money that they brought into last season um, to obviously take the next step and try to obviously win the league and, or most importantly win a trophy at least um, I, I can appreciate that we are going to need to bring in maybe a better standard of player um, but <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't fill you with confidence when your manager's saying, "Well, I've no got. I've no." I don't think I've he was being. I don't think he was being no. sarcastic or flippant. He, he's been absolutely realistic, and oh, uh, he, he doesn't have a magic wand. You know, this will have to be done by players on the park. I would imagine yeah. that he will go down to Anfield sooner rather than later, and he will speak to the hierarchy at Liverpool, and he will say, "I desperately need you to let Ryan Kent stay with me." At Rangers for another season Because he could make the difference Between success and failure for me And while we're at it Is there a second Ryan Kent out there That we can have yes, Perhaps exactly. that's part of the summer yeah. plan uh, so Or a six foot four Ryan Kent Who can play centre back <laughs> <laughs> So he knows uh, what's required here uh, And that's why I say In his deepest subconscious I would bet That Stephen Gerrard wishes that Dave King did not put that phrase in the letter to the supporters because it suffocates him. It suffocates the manager. He's not only supposed to deliver Rangers' first major trophy for eight years, but the chairman's promising total domination of Scottish football. Grant, Andy Little reckons Rangers are two or three quality players away from winning the league. Do you need more than that, less than that, that amount? What do you think? I would say, I would, I would, I'd probably agree with that, um... Probably we need a bit more experience in the team Maybe a wee bit le- less naivety Among some of the players um, I revert to some of the mistakes Maybe like some Joe Warrow errors There was obviously Tavernier against Celtic But players that can sort of handle the pressure better um, Than what we have at the moment um, But I mean As you, as you said Stephen Gerrard's going, possibly going to go down to Liverpool in the summer The only way Rangers can bring Ryan Kent back is on a loan If Ryan Kent was coming for a Scottish club and the chances are it would probably be two or three million but as it is in the silly money of the English Premier League it would probably cost us at least ten million to bring Ryan Kent so definitely definitely a loan um, for Ryan Kent next season but certainly he should be one of the top targets at the very least Grant raises an interesting point because next season Celtic will be going for nine in a row now I don't need to tell Andy Little who's played for Rangers how that cranks up the pressure on, on everyone at Rangers Because the Rangers fans Cannot tolerate the thought of this happening uh, And therefore Whether you're a player who's been at Rangers this season And you're still there next season Or whether you're brought in You're going to have A temperament of steel Because The pressure will be on Rangers As indeed it will be on the Celtic players Every game Every one of the 38 Next season 
There will be no respite at all That's why the, the window will be fascinating As always Andy Because I assume your assertion is based on You feel, um, rightly or wrongly That it will take Rangers two or three players To get to where Celtic are at the moment We just don't know what Celtic will do in the summer Because they then might kick on and, and strengthen with three quality of their own And it's, that's why the, the window will be interesting to watch Yeah but I think with the departure of Brendan Rodgers They aren't quite the same animal as they were um, And I think Stephen Gerrard haven't had one full year, one full season under, you know, as a manager under his belt. He'll have learnt an awful lot. He'll learnt an awful lot about his players. I don't see the squad changing. Over, I don't see the eleven changing overly much, and that's why I say the two or three. I look. I think when you look through the midfield, um, especially more recently, Hearts, Motherwell, you know, a couple of three 0 victories that they've had. It's been Davis, Jack, Arfield, Kamara, Kent coming in. Obviously, when he when he when he comes back from from his two matches out, but. There, there is experience there um, Has it got I, that That creative match Winning ability That's what we Often get through In the phones That, that the rain, lots of Rangers fans Phone us and tell us That that's what They think they need Yeah well I appreciate That the, the pressure was off Against Hearts and Motherwell But they did I mean the first I, I was at the game The first 30 minutes uh, At Ibrox um, Was probably the best Rangers performance Best 30 minutes I've mm. seen Rangers In years um, so I do think they have that creative that creative uh, side of the game And just as I say, two or three top quality players will make that difference 0141-951-1025 We're going to hear from Neil Lennon on the domestic action returning Or the league action returning And after that beat the pundit Andy Little has a chance to redeem himself on the full-time teaser Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here alongside Andy Little Who spent the break signing the ball To give away on Beat the Pundit After becoming the first pundit in many years uh, To record a zero on Beat the Pundit He tells us Hugh as well That uh, the word is already spreading amongst the family yes. um, he's, he's, he's got the, the fan club listening That's been spread amongst So the, the good news travels fast Well as I understand it Even his dog is upset with what happened to his owner So the first pundit to ever upset his dog Telling you, sunstroke. <laughs> yeah, that's your story, and you're sticking to it. Right, yeah. the chance to redeem yourself on the teaser, although I can't promise that it's very easy. Uh, Graham from Cathcart sent it in, and listen to this, Hugh. If you get this right with no clues, that'll be right, Graham. Uh, I'll crack the jokes. Yeah. Uh, I'll buy you a pint on Friday night at the Super Scoreboard Quiz. Good man, Graham. You'll never get it with your money's clues. safe. Now, this is a variation on a question we had recently, so it's similar, but it's not the same. Now, right up your street, Hugh, the Scottish football writers. Young Player of the Year uh-huh. Since it started in 2001-2002 11 players have won it Whilst not playing at Rangers or Celtic Can you name them? Now 11 players have won the Scottish Football Writers Young Player of the Year Since 2001-2002 Whilst not playing for Rangers or Celtic Now they may well have gone on to play for Rangers or Celtic at some point But when they won the award they were not at Rangers or Celtic Would Graham Shinney be there? No, he's never won the Football Writers Young Player of the Year Good will he? Yes, Andy Little Look at him, he's back Why He did is make back that <laughs> <laughs> He won it in 2011 with Dundee United I'll give you a wee clue, right? Just to help you along And this this doesn't nullify the pint um, One of them was actually on loan from Celtic If we're being pedantic about it But that's not Obviously. who he played the football Oh look! Oh, Hugh, he is. I'm t- see, I'm, I'm not. I'm not bad at this stuff. I just 
that second question threw me because I was sitting watching the game on the TV. Uh, he's got he? Ryan, Christie. Ryan Christie. He was on loan at Inverness. Remember, he went back to Inverness on loan from Celtic. So uh-huh. you've got David Goodwillie and Ryan Christie. And fair play to Andy Little because he, he's, he's proving that he's, he's not actually that daft. He just had a, a, a bad moment. Stuart Armstrong. Three out of three. <laughs> Superb. See? Superb. Well done. Hugh Evans, it would be nice if you would join the party at some stage. I will. At some stage. All right, later. All right, you can play along with us. At Clyde SSB um, on Twitter Let's hear more from Neil Lennon We're not on the Scotland managerial front anymore Um, Stephen Gerrard We just brought you his thoughts about Dave King Talking about the tangible reach of being the dominant force Um, Neil Lennon sidestepped that question When he was asked about it Kind of I would think other people can give their opinion on that I I can only speak on behalf of Celtic And you know since 2000 I think our record domestically has been pretty good Because we've got Good recruitment. We've got good people. We've got good board, class board who keep the powder dry, and um, we don't talk ourselves up. We just try and maintain the standards that we've kept over the last twenty years or so. You know, I work and I have worked previously in my last spell with high class people, quality people, whether it be business or in football. So I've been very fortunate to have that experience as well, and uh, give you good advice if and when it's needed. It could be a title winning weekend Hugh Technically yeah. but not, No one's really speaking about it Because we've got various other things on our mind But explain the scenario A draw between Rangers and Hearts Or a defeat for Rangers at Hearts tomorrow uh, Would set Celtic up for a title winning Sunday Against Hibs at Easter Road However if Rangers win uh, Then it will go on Celtic would then have to beat Hibs the following day And having done so could then wrap up the title next weekend when they play Kilmarnock Saturday lunchtime at Celtic Park. So potentially a title winning weekend, but Hearts have not taken any points at all off Rangers this season. They have done so against all the other teams in the top six, but nothing against Rangers. Now here's one. The Celtic starting 11 And many others to be fair But Neil Lennon's only interested in Celtic The starting 11 Can often be found on social media The day before the game But it's something Neil Lennon's not happy about And wants to change As as manager But I'm aware that the team does get leaked And I'm really not happy about it So someone is letting us down Have you spoke to the squad about that? No, I'm, I'm not convinced it's coming from a player Would you change the timing of your team selection then? I'd like to, yeah, but I mean, it's what the players are used to. So again, I'm going back to that, not wanting to change too much too soon. And the little, what are the main ways the team gets leaked? Uh, there's no From doubt. any dressing room. Uh, the, the big thing is that some managers name their team two days before, three days before, day before, and, and do shape and work on set pieces. Other managers wait until 90 minutes before kickoff. And, and literally, you know, 15 minutes before the public here, the team here What did your Rangers managers do then? Like, talk them through Walter Smith was always last minute, always 90 minutes um, As soon as we were down in the change room, he would he would name the team The only game actually that he ever um, The only games that he ever named the team Or you got an idea of the team by a set pieces and shape Was Old Firm or Europe Those are the only games that you would know the team ever, Everything else you just, you waited till the last minute But for the managers that do uh, pick their team the day before Players, you know, that you do, you tell your family, your family tells a friend that he's playing, and therefore, you know, say if you're a striker, you know, the other boy isn't playing. The team gets out, I suppose, like that. But, you know, it, it's a thing we saw it down, I think it was the Leeds manager, was it? Maybe, you know, we've seen it, we've seen it a lot this season. And I know Stephen Gerrard is obviously putting up a bit of a, a wall around the training ground, which, uh, and certainly the first team pitch. So, you know, it's, it's part of social media, it's part of 
um, football now and, and, and managers don't want to give that little that little edge to, to opposition I came in here last Sunday morning Gordon Half past ten Our programme didn't start till one o'clock Aberdeen versus Celtic in the Scottish Cup That just gets you an insight into how early Hugh Keevans <laughs> thumbs up for his work But anyway But Switched on the computer And uh, two minutes later There was the Celtic team uh, Complete with um, Johnny Hayes and Simonovic, uh, the two surprise selections in Neil Lennon's team, and at half past ten, on a what do you call these things? On a, a, a tweet anyway from a from a fan, <laughs> a, a tweet from a fan, uh, not uh, not on the club's official online no. site or whatever. A tweet from a fan, and it said leaked Celtic team, and it was bang on the money. So Neil Lennon's right to be concerned that, that this sort of stuff gets out. There we are, 0141 It's not something we speak about too often. Uh, just quickly, any more on the teaser, Hugh? Have you got any for us before we take a call? Take a call. All right, okay, uh, let Go on, Andy. I'm still go going on. here. David Tableton? No, your run comes to an end. Liam Lindsay? <laughs> no. John McGinn? Like your magic dust oh. is worn off I'm afraid <laughs> uh, Gus is in Calder Bank Hi Gus How you doing there? Good thanks Gus The deflection tactics used by Rangers Over the last few years Have now become absolutely ridiculous With the going for 55 The Joey Barton signing The the, the, the domino pairing that was signed Johnny Sewer now in the tangible reach We've also the constant issue With the ticketing problems with other clubs And we're in the exact same position For Rangers as last year There's been vast amount of resources Put into Rangers in the last 5 years, 6 years and all we hear is this constant, you know, we are going to do this, we are going to do that. Do the do the playing in the, the football park, do your talk in the pitch. The rest of Scottish football is getting a wee bit fed up with the whole scenario here coming out of Ibrox every week. It's another soap opera. Well, the rest, of, joke. the rest of Scottish football doesn't care. <laughs> it's only the Celtic supporters who care. The rest of Scottish... No, no, no. They've had ma- massive problems with... I mean, now it's Kilmarnock are getting it. They had massive problems way back with Aberdeen and no, DNA. With, with relation to Dave King and talking about the domination of Scottish football, the rest of Scottish football doesn't care. It's only a matter for Celtic and Rangers supporters to shout over. And, you know, yeah, I've already said on the programme, it's transparently not the case that... Rangers are within tangible distance of dominating Scottish football transparently not the case however if Dave King said in his letter to the supporters to sell season tickets look you know the facts of the matter Celtic have won nine trophies in a row and uh, you know we're up against it here but stick by us will you that's not what you call a sales gambit I mean Gus to be fair if you are Dave King or your Stephen Gerrard or anyone in charge you're not really bothered what the re- why why would you be bothered with the rest of Scottish football thinks I just think it's just getting tedious I think they're actually being a bit disrespectful Craig, Craig Levine summed up I think it was yesterday every time they go to play Rangers there's another story of all this time it's about Johnny Souter you know what I mean it's just every week there's something but to else to be fair just... who, who from Rangers mentioned John Souter because it's press speculation as was Willie Sanyol in the papers the other day in connection with the Celtic manager's job Celtic didn't mention Willie Sanyol the, f- the fact of the matter for me though is season tickets will be sold at Ibrox regardless Dave King doesn't really maybe even need to make that what he's trying to do is, is create a bit of positivity because it's been a disappointing season that, you know they wanted, they wanted silverware and they didn't get it so he's a businessman and, and he's doing his job to promote the club just as an aside just because Gus brought it up John Souter would that be a signing that would impress you? 
Yeah, definitely. I think he's he's got a bit about him, as they would say in the game. I think he has a bit about him. I think he can handle uh, that pressure because for me, that's the most important thing. Can you can you when you go to uh, either of the old firm? Can you handle the pressure? Can you perform week in week out? And from what I've seen of him, anyway, um, albeit you know, uh, I think performances against Rangers this season have been very poor. But I think he he, he probably does have what it takes mm. to, to, to play for either of the old firm I mean Craig Levine was asked about it yesterday Hugh and he just uh-huh. kind of said I don't think John would go there and then got up and left and that, that was the press conference over Well you know he made one or two remarks uh, Craig as he is wont to do in his vintage years uh, but I repeat Rangers didn't say we're after John Souter and Celtic didn't say we've got Willie Sanyol in the frame to replace Brendan Rodgers we get to a stage in the season and this is it where speculation reaches fever pitch And it will remain at fever pitch From now until July A man is in Govan Hill Hi, a man Hello, how are you doing? All right, What's your point tonight? Right, my point is I just want to ask the, Is it Andy Little? It is Yeah, yeah Andy Little just said that Rangers are two or three players away From winning the Possibly winning the league next year mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you take Ryan Kent and Morelis away Then... They're going to need an hour to replace day two, so how are they going to win the league? Because there's 11 points behind already, and I've got another point for you if that's possible later on. Andy, is, is that a realistic worry? Because your your scenario was based on adding to the current squad, but you know Kent might not stay, and, and Morelos may well go. Yeah, well, I think it comes down to Gerard's pulling power in order to, to allow Ryan Kent to stay for another year. Uh, and I think if Alfredo Morelos stays, then you've got a, a proven goal scorer who's 29 goals for the season. If he goes, in my opinion, you'll have fifteen million in the bank and, and, and go and spend that money and, and, and bring in the quality you need. No, no, no. But you just said they needed another two. So if you take day two off, then you're going to get another two. So that doesn't really add much to Rangers score. Like you know, yeah. great players. I mean, I'm sure Celtic will add, and Celtic have got a good player just now. It shows in the league that they're eleven points ahead. So I, I think the idea. I think the idea, man, was that you use that money uh, from the Morelos. Sale if it, if it happens, which uh, I think personally will be in the region of fifteen million pounds to go and buy four three. If you if you want me to to add to it, then three, four, or five. If Ryan Kent uh, and Morelos are both out the door, what was your point to Hugh Keevans, a man? Uh, well, can I just say, but they won't be the same players because you'll never get a striker like Morelos, you know, for three, four million pound and another midfield like Kent. But anyway, my point was, Hugh, is uh, why is Stephen Gerald untouchable. I mean, Ronnie, uh, Hugh, you said Ronnie Dyler, you couldn't wait to get him out of, uh, you know, out of Selic Park. Then Alan McCoy's, nobody wanted him sacked. And now Stephen Gerrard, I think he's got just as bad record as the last two managers. But, you know, why are some dangerous managers untouchable? He's not untouchable. Uh, if he doesn't win a trophy next season, he'll be out. Um, he can't have another trophy this season. Uh, that's just the law of the jungle here uh, The next two years of our lives Will be particularly fraught and tense More than usual? Yes, more oh, than oh, usual oh, Because if Celtic get, uh, get nine in a row for a second time The Rangers fans will be deeply upset If uh, Rangers stop Celtic from getting nine in a row And therefore ten The Celtic fans will be deeply upset So whoever manages Celtic and Rangers They're in for a terrible time of it If Steven Gerrard has another trophyless season Aman uh, he'll get the boot There big, you are Big thank you to a man in Govan Hill Right on the teaser We're looking for 11 players Who've won the Scottish Football Writers Young Player of the Year 
But they were not playing with Rangers or Celtic when they won it David Goodwillie, Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Christie Did Gary McKay, Stephen? Nope Ryan Fraser? Nope Lee Griffiths? No, actually, not oh. the, the writers one What about the Aberdeen right back? Nope I mean, some of these are, are, are big names. Remember, we are going back to the 2001-2 season. Yeah. Um, and like I say, there are, a, in fact, a good few of these did go on and play for Celtic Rangers, but just not at the time. Scott Brown. Yes, he won it in 07. Kevin Thompson. No. You're on the right lines, though. Who else would fall into that category? Brown, Thompson. Uh, I mean, Gordon Strachan never really got on, never really clicked when he went to Celtic. No. Blank He's got the same first name As the big guy You often share the studio with On a Friday night Derek Reardon Reardon Derek Reardon Well done Okay we're going to take a look At some of the other big games Tomorrow That's coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is here Andy Little is still here as well And at Somerset Park It's here United 1 Ross County 0 Remember 3 points For Ross County tonight Does take them to within, well it's more than touching distance They've pretty much won it If they can get the three points tonight But they're losing Or are they? No, they've just equalised How's about that for timing? So Ross County have equalised Thanks Archie. to Archie. Thanks to Brian Graham uh, Maybe we do have a march towards the title We'll find out tomorrow Depending on what Dundee United do Tonight's question Since 2001-2002 11 players have won the Scottish Football Writers Young Player of the Year Whilst not playing for Celtic or Rangers So Derek Riordan won at Hibs Scott Brown at Hibs Goodwillie and Armstrong at Dundee United And Ryan Christie at Inverness Albeit on loan from Celtic anymore Stephen Fletcher Stephen Fletcher, no bonus points But he's actually done it twice Well done Hugh <laughs> I'm having an Andy Little. <laughs> uh, you've got one from you've got 2002, three and four still yeah, to get. So you're going back a bit. I'm out of that. You've got 2006, and you've got 2014 to get. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other big games tomorrow. Let's speak to John first. John's a Saint Mirren fan on the line. Starting to get nervous, John, or confident you can avoid the drop. Uh, a, bit, a bit of both there but uh, oh, By the way, see that game Air United, uh, Ross County Is that on BT Sports just it, now? No, it's BBC Oh, it's on BBC? Yeah, the new Scotland channel, yep Oh, BBC Scotland Oh, good, I'll watch that after this Right, okay <laughs> Good uh, stuff Anyway, no, the three biggest games in, uh, Indisputably tomorrow In the Scottish Premier League Are uh, uh, two, two derbies uh, The Tayside Derby St Johnson Dundee The Lanarkshire Derby Hamilton Motherwell and uh, we are uh, that as a fellow St Myrne there away to uh, playing in the notorious uh, much maligned plastic pitch at Livingston. So uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm working tomorrow, so unfortunately I'll get that game, but I'll get the, most of the other games. And we're playing Dundee at the last game of the season up at Den Spark, that is St Myrne. Uh, so uh, I hope it's all over by then We're safe oh, I'll bet you do uh, Hugh Keevans John is absolutely right The bottom of the table Yes it, it could be a title winning weekend But the bottom of the table From, from now on in Is going to be unmissable Yeah uh, And that applies to the championship As well as to the premiership um, But St Mirren At Livingston The job that uh, Gary Holt has done there For Livy uh, Second to none um, I wouldn't be Overly confident about your chances, John. I think it's a 
a live in hope exercise tomorrow? Uh, well, we, we've uh, we beat Livingston. We've played them three times so far. Uh, they turned us over twice. In fact, they were responsible for the eventual sacking of uh, Alan Stubbs, you know. The first time they played them, they beat us quite easy, easily. Uh, and then the second game was pretty disappointing. I think we went one nothing up through at Almondvale and ended up losing 3-1. But the last game, we beat them quite well, uh, deservedly, uh, down at uh, St Murn. So, uh, I would say St Murn have improved since then. Uh, so uh, I'll be quite confident tomorrow again at least a draw because Livingston I know, I know that I know it's uh, it's easy to say that they don't have a lot to play for there's no danger getting uh, getting relegated some uh, have got more some should have more desire and hunger and so on that you know there's jobs at stake here at stake here so some mm-hmm. uh, should really be up for that and they've been playing well you know they, they beat Dundee well uh, recently uh, possibly they gave Celtic a game up until. Uh, uh, the fireworks went off anyway. Uh, so uh, uh, no, 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 no. Quietly confident. Yeah, it should it certainly should be a big weekend. Andy Little, um, we're doing the ifs, the buts, the maybes, and all. That's what you do at this time of the season. Hamilton are seven points ahead of Dundee. So Hamilton are tenth, Dundee are twelfth. If Hamilton can win the Lanarkshire Derby against Motherwell tomorrow, is that is that enough to at least keep them away from automatic relegation? Do you think if if they're not already away from it? Yeah, uh, uh, it, it it probably will be. I, I think that this is the drama of the of the post split. This is this is why I I am a big fan of it. I think it it makes these uh, massive massive games at the end of the season much more interesting. If if um, if we had a league where one team was well out of it and one team were comfortable at the top as it is now, then it wouldn't be much fun. But obviously, with uh, with all the biggest rivals playing each other, uh, six pointers if you like, this is the the, the joy of it. And I think. It's been brilliant. The league, the league generally this year has been uh, at both ends has been exciting um, and full of drama, and I'd imagine that will continue. John's right. Three big games at the bottom. Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson wants to give youth a chance as he prepares for next season. The Fir Park side are aiming to finish seventh, and Robinson says there are some more youngsters who deserve their chance to impress. Where the young boys step up, they, you know, I mean, we've done terrific. We're when they, you know, in contention to win the reserve league, which is great for the the young squad that we've got. There's a couple of boys, maybe a year, eighteen months away, and there's a couple right on the verge of things. You know, Jamie Simple, young David Devine. We've got James Scott. We've got Adam Livingston. We've you know, got Barry Maguire on loan. So, you know, the future's bright. It's it will be a big turnaround. It will be a case of being patient in the game with young boys developing and making mistakes. But that's a model that we work to. And you know, I think as you say, the last five games are a good opportunity to look at certain individuals. Can't look at them all. Can't look at them all in one game because. Ultimately, as you said, we want to win the football match. If you are Hamilton, Dundee or St Mirren, are you encouraged by hearing that? Does that, on paper, give you a better chance of beating Motherwell and give give you a better chance of survival? I like the way that Stephen Robinson was able to rhyme off a list of young players there because if this season has been characterised by anything at Fir Park, it's been the emergence of so many young players at the same time. And if the manager can rhyme... Of a number of other names We have yet to see playing In the first team at Motherwell Well I look forward to seeing them all And I think if he's got confidence in them Then his confidence up until now Has been rewarded And they give us an insight into the psychology Of a player Does it matter when you To use the phrase loosely Don't have something to play for Will that play into the hands of those Who are right at the bottom And and allow them to to triumph over the Motherwells and the Livingstons are safe but in no danger of going down? Not for me. I, I think especially if, if uh, Stephen Robinson's talking about playing youth and you know, there's nothing more 
motivation than young boys getting their debuts or getting their getting their chance to to impress. But I think if you look at that, actually, St Johnson, Motherwell, Livingston, they're all within a couple of points. But you could argue, what's the difference between seventh, eighth, or ninth? It's it's kind of much of a muchness. But I, I, when it comes to the players, this point of the season. It's simple. You're 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 playing for your livelihood. You're playing for contracts. Some of them will be up uh, at the end of May. Mm. Uh, they need to perform in these last five games uh, in order to in order to, to win a contract and stay on at the club. And of course, um, Kilmarnock Aberdeen is huge as well, Hugh Evans, yeah. because if Kelly can finish third, that would just be well incredible. You, you then would have to say that Steve Clark looks in line to be manager of the year for a second successive season, and yet. May not be Kilmarnock next season Remarkable You're going to have to move on to the teaser Because you've still got five to get James McCarthy No Let's think big names Who ended up at Celtic or Rangers So one of them ended up at Rangers You probably played with him Andy Little So he was a um, promising young Scottish player Then got a big move to Rangers If I told you the club he came from I think you would get it Kilmarnock Naismith Stephen Naismith, yes I got one Hold on, Hugh <laughs> Alright, what about players who ended up at Celtic um, But started their career at Hearts? Uh, Craig Gordon Craig Gordon um, Right, we're going way back The furthest back one, 2002 The club that you just heard from Who were we talking about? Mind young well. players Who was, who was the first of, of this century? The ultimate, perhaps Phil O'Donnell? No, no, after that uh, McDonald, no. He's just he? lost his job as the Scotland assistant manager. James McFadden. James McFadden. Um, right, 2014. He's got a bit a long ponytail. Not many players have won this with a long oh, ponytail. Stevie May. And I've saved this one for last because you, as a member of the football writers, Hugh, uh-huh. you have to be Scottish to win this award, don't you? Yes. The young player. They have an international section, but um, I assume it wasn't always the case. Because in 2003 A young man won it at Dundee Then went on to play for Rangers And he is certainly not Scottish When I read the name out Dundee I think I'll just give you Initials (laughs) Z-K That should be enough, no? Kishnashvili Yes, Zurab Kishnashvili Well done Thank you Hugh Kevens And thank you to Andy Little For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's show Big thank you for all your calls and tweets Very busy show So apologies if we didn't get through them But we're back tomorrow With not only a 6 hour special But an extra 15 minutes Tagged on to the beginning So we're here at 11.45 Make sure you join us GBX Friday's up next We're off to the pub quiz Maybe see you there Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.